I believe in the word of God. I want to start something with you today. And um, I don't know how far we are going to take it. I intend for it to take the whole month. That's what I intend, but I don't know. Um, how far it will go. Let's open our Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter number Are we all there? All right, all of us, let's read together. One, two, go. One, two, go. One, two, go. Praise God. Um, so for the whole month, this is the first Sunday of the month, right? So for the whole month, we are looking at creating an environment for the working word. Hallelujah. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Creating an environment for the working word. Tell somebody, creating an environment for the working word. That means that it is going to be our month of the working word. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what are we talking about? Creating an environment. Uh-huh. Creating an environment for the working word. 
Praise God. So, for this cause, also, thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you. Praise God. He says the word of God works. Tell someone the word of God works. One more time. Say the word of God works. So he says the word of God effectually worketh. The word effectually worketh is the word energio. Hallelujah. Is the word energio which means to be operational or operative. It means to put forth power. It actually also means the display of power. What it means is that the word of God is operative or the word of God is operational. It also means that the word of God is power or the word of God is powerful. This is the word of God which effectually worketh in you. Letting us know that there is no controversy as to whether the word of God works or not. Hallelujah. The word is a working word. Tell somebody, the word is a working word. The word of God is a working word. So Paul tells them that the word of God which effectually worketh in you. In the word of God contains the power of God to perform. Let me put it this way. The word of God is actually God's power to perform. Whenever God introduces his word, he's introducing his performance. The word of God is the performance of God. That word is the same word which we have today. It is the word that works. Tell somebody, it's the word that works. So when you read Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, let's get in there quickly. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse 12. He says, for the word of God is what? Quick and powerful. The word of God, number one, is what? The word is what? The word is what? The word is quick. It is quick and all right. And come on, uh huh. Sharper than any two edged sword. The word of God is quick. Now, the word quick means that the word of God is full of life. The word is full of life. 
the word is full of life. I believe in the word. The word of God is full of life. 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 Imagine when you open the Bible and you begin to read. You are reading a material that is full of life. Hallelujah. He says the word is full of life. He says the word of God is quick. And what? Uh-uh. The word of God is quick. And what? It is full of life. The word is powerful. Ooh. The word of God is full of power. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word of God is full of power. Tell somebody the word, is, the, the word of God is full of power. Now that means if you relegate the word of God to the background, you cannot have any power. Power is God's word. In fact, the word power there means the ability given to perform a task. Hallelujah. So it is quick. It is powerful. Hallelujah. It has the active energy for performance. Glory. The word has active energy for performance. The word gives you the ability to perform. The word is living. The word is active. Write that down. The word is living. The word of God is active. Tell somebody the word is living. The word is active. Hallelujah. So the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper. Sharper than any two-edged sword. How many of you have ever seen two-edged sword before? How does it work? Mm -hmm. Come on. How does it work? It cuts on every side. And the Bible says, you know, if you put a two-edged sword in a thing, let's say you put it in the speaker, it's going to cut here and it's going to cut here. And says the word of God is sharper than two-edged sword. It tells you that if anybody ever received the word of God and came back to say the word did not work or the person says I did not see the results I wanted to see, the problem was not the word. Are you following that? The problem was not the word. If somebody ever says, I followed the Lord. I was a Christian. Have you ever heard somebody say that before? I used to be in church. I used to, I used to do ministerial stuff, but now I don't do it again. A lot of things happened to me, and so I stopped. The problem was not the word of God. The problem was the person. Hallelujah. Because... The word of God is active. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is a living thing. The word does not die. Hallelujah. Wherever the word of God finds itself, it brings performance. Glory. 
So it cannot be from the word of God. Now, if the word of God is this powerful, active, sharper, the Bible is able to pierce. Hallelujah. The word of God is able to go deep. It's able to make incisions. Hallelujah. And it is only the word of God that can divide ascender the soul and the spirit. Now, uh, maybe I should have time to explain that this afternoon. A little bit of time. There is no telescope that can tell us the difference between the spirit and the soul. But it says the word of God is so powerful that it is able to divide it. Now, let me let me let you understand what it means. What it means is that the soul and the spirit are mixed together. So let's oh decobai. Take your time, so bye. Let's take, for example, you know, in is it chemistry or something? We have irreversible. What was that? Irreversible one? Huh? Like something happens, you can't you can't bring it back. You put you put water. Uh, if water mixes with salt, you can get the salt back. Good. Okay. If you put cassava and uh, plantain and you pound it together, and you want to get your plantain back, what is the chemical change? What is the chemical change? Irreversible, right? It's irreversible. That means there's no way you can, you can get it back. The moment you pound them together, they are mixed. That is exact. So look at a ball of uh, is Banco, uh, Fufu a ball? A ball of Fufu with cassava and uh, plantain. Nicely pounded. The Bible is telling you that the word of God is able to separate them. Ascender. That's the best way I can let you understand. Something that can in no way be separated. The word of God is able to separate them without making a mistake. The word of God is able and nothing will be lost in it. Are you here with me, somebody? Okay. Another one. Um, oh, I think it, as for tea, you can get it. Gary and bees. Can you imagine that? Gobe. Um, I'm hearing potom potom. There's no way you can get you can get them back. But God's word is able to carefully make a division and is able to bring all the plantain back and all the cassava back and none will be lost. That is how the soul and the spirit is. Sometimes even the Bible makes them synonymous. 
Alright? The soul and the spirit. They are synonymous sometimes in the Bible. But it's God's, the light of the word of God is able to bring a perfect distinction. That is how powerful the word of God is. Why is the word of God able to do that? Or how is it able to do that? Because he says the word of God is active. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is living. It's a living thing. Okay, what are some of the characteristics of living thing? Number one. Ah. Uh, reproduction. Uh-huh. What? Growth. Respiration. What? Uh-huh. Nutrition. Uh-huh. Ovary. Ovary has forgotten everything. If the word of God is a living thing, it means that wherever the word of God is placed, it is mandated to grow. Wherever, whatever, wherever, no matter whoever, if a man makes contact with the word of God, the word of God has the mandate to grow. That is how powerful the word of God is. Are you hearing me, somebody? Come on, are you sure you're here with me? That's how powerful the word of God is. The word of God grows. The word of God is living. The word of God is active. Think about it. The Bible says, let's go to Genesis. Let me take you to Genesis quickly. Genesis chapter number one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, let's just, let's look at it this way. In the beginning, God created heaven, the heavens and the earth. And everything was scattered. Alright, let me put it that way. Or God created the heavens and the earth. And everything was messy. Everything was chaotic. On the earth. So, Odabaya. So, look at this powerful earth that we enjoy. How many of you are enjoying the earth right now? A very beautiful place. Hallelujah. Amazing things in the world. But he says, in the beginning, there was a time it was not so. Everything was scattered. Everything was scattered. There was nothing that was in its proper sense. God had created the earth. God has created the heaven. But everything was scattered. If your room gets messy, what do you do? Huh? What do you do? Come on, talk to me. What do you do? Open your mouth. What do you do? If your room is messy, what do you do? You tidy it up. With what? I can't hear you. 
So God had the same issue. God created the earth and the earth was messy. Everything was not in its proper shape. Look, listen, the, the Bible says, and the earth was without form. So the, the world, the earth, sorry, was formless and empty. Void. Formlessly empty. It describes a situation. It describes people. It describes nation. It describes circumstances. Formless. Void. Empty. Nothing is going on. Everything is bizarre. You can't point to anything. And then the Bible says, and the spirit of God was hovering upon the waters. Now, let's read that again. He says, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the spirit of God was moving upon the waters. Didn't say the spirit of God was moving upon the earth. The spirit of God was moving upon the waters. Because the waters had covered everything that God had made. Then listen. If your room is messy, you need some scrubbing brush, you need some broom, you need some whatever to put the whole thing in shape. But let's see how God did the whole thing. Then God said, can you imagine? Your room is messy. You get into the room, then you, be, you say, I want to clean the room. All right, how do you want to do? You begin to talk. God wants to bring order. I want you to understand this so that you perfectly understand where I'm going. God wants to bring order to chaotic situation. And God in bringing order begins to talk. So God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. Okay. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. Are you following this, somebody? And it was so. Then. God said, let the earth, verse 11, bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and, and, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. God said, let the earth bring forth. I need some things. I need some things to be on the earth. And God spoke. Can you imagine? So God looks at a land like this and says, let there be trees. Let there be this. Let there. So God conceived the idea 
when he's making the decoration, when he conceived the idea, what did he do? He spoke it. And then the Bible says, and it was so. On and on. And then, uh, verse 14. Then God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. And let them for light in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. And it was so. Then God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. How did God make the sun? How did God make the moon? How did God make the stars? We are told that the, 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 the sun is like a whole planet on its own. Bigger than the earth. I didn't say the, the sun is bigger than Ghana. The sun is bigger than the earth. There are stars that are, that are bigger than the earth. How did God make them? Do you know what moves me? Listen, he says that, and God, he made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth. After God made them, he set them. And actually the Bible says God gave the stars names. God named every one of them. <laughs> Science tells us we have uncountable over billions of billions of billions of stars. And God named, pardon? Good. See they call it Milky Way Galaxy. And you know what? God named every single one of them. I'm, to, I'm, to, I'm really talking about my God. He named every single one of them. How did God make the sun? How did he make the sun? He spoke the sun out of his mouth. He spoke the moon. Everything he made, he spoke them. In bringing order to the earth, he spoke. If the Bible tells you the word of God is powerful, that's what he's talking about. The word is so powerful that it can bring order to chaotic situations. Mm, you didn't get that. The word of God is so powerful that it can bring order to chaotic situations. The word is the active force of God. If God wants to accomplish, God releases his word. The first thing we see about God, the first introduction of the word of God was the release of power to bring order. This word that came out of the mouth of God we have it today. You didn't hear what I just told you. If that is the case, 
then we have what it takes to bring order. Then we have what it takes to bring changes. Then we have what it takes to dissolve doubt. Then we have what it takes to bring change. Then we have what it takes to bring transformation. Hallelujah. The Bible said something. It says that so is the word that goeth out of my mouth. Hear the Lord. It shall not go and come to me void. The word of God shall not go out and come without testimonies. The word of God goes out and whenever it is coming, it comes with the luggage of testimonies. That's what the word of God says. He says, what, whatever, whatever I send it to do, it do it. It does it. Then he says, it will not come unto me void. But it shall accomplish. Let's, let's get the Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah quickly. So I believe in the word of God. Oh, come on. Say it again. I believe in the word of God. All right. Let's do 55. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word that be that goes forth from my mouth. The word that comes from my mouth is like the rain that descends from heaven. When there is Hamatan, you see every grass on the field is brown. They lose their greenness. The Bible says, I feel the anointing. The Bible says that, the Bible says in Job that a tree that is cut who has its roots still in the soil. The only hope of that tree is to scent water. When he begins to scent water, rain to be precise. The Bible says he knows. The tree knows that if the water falls on it, no matter how deep the cut is, as long as the root is in the soil, no matter how deep the destruction is, no matter how deep the circumstance is, no matter how deep the failure is, no matter how deep the pressure is, no matter how deep the disappointment is, no matter how deep the whole thing is, at the scent of water, it will begin to grow. The same thing that was cut down, it will begin to grow. How? By water. So the Bible says, look at that situation. 
that is how my word is. My word is like the rain that comes down from heaven. That it gives food to the one that eats and it gives seed to the one that sows. It is rain. It is water. It is not food. But that rain is able to cause the multiplication of seeds. Oh, they can buy. I can spend a lot of time on that. We don't eat, we don't eat rain. We don't sow rain. Are you understanding that? We don't sow rain. God says that if I want to give bread to the eater, I give rain. If I want to give seed to the sower, I give rain. But what the sower and the eater need is not the same thing. One needs food, one needs seed. But God said there's one thing. When I release that thing, it satisfies all of them. That's how the word of God is. Somebody may have a broken leg, a broken limb. One is deaf and dumb. One is blind. One has issues with addiction. One has that issue. One needs to pay this. One needs to do. One is this. About diverse kinds of problems. But that same rain, that same word, it begins, it brings seed and it brings food. The word of God works. Come on, the word of God works. The word that causes one to walk, causes one to see. Same word. It is like the rain. I feel like calling the rain of the word. So it says, so shall the word that comes out of my mouth be. God is saying there's nothing like a useless rain. There's nothing like a useless rain. There's nothing like a useless rain. As we give ourselves to God's word. You see, it may be a dry ground. At this time in your life, you may even be looking like a a land that has no green, that has no prosperity. A land that has nothing to hold on to. A land that is so dry. God says I have the solution. It's called my word. As the word leaves my mouth, just receive the word. That's all. Just receive the word. Just receive the word. The word has the power to make. The word of God has the power to make. The word of God has the power to bring green in a barren land. Think about it. A land that is barren. A fruitless land. I told you in Genesis. When God saw darkness. He spoke. When God saw. Water covering the earth. He spoke. When God wanted to make the sun and the moon and the stars. He spoke. What did he speak? He spoke his word. The word is quick and active. Shut up. The word is quick and active. 
When there is a problem, God has shown us what to do. God spoke. He spoke his word. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. If I have the word, I can say I'm growing. If I have the word, I can say things are going to change. If I have the word, I can say I will deal with this situation by the word of God. The word is building me. The word is raising me. Say the word of God is actively working. Say it is effectually working in me. Woo, hallelujah, glory. Yeah. He says, so shall the word that goes out of my mouth be. It shall not return unto me void. The word shall not return unto me void. It means that until the word has accomplished what it has to do, it's not going back to heaven. I want you to this month lay hold on the word. Hallelujah. Because the word of God is working. The word is effectually working in me. I may not see it, but still I believe. The word is working. Think about it. When that field is brown, the grass has become brown. And the rain falls. After the rain, when you go to the field, you see it's still brown. But we sleep and we wake up. And then we see that suddenly... The, the brownish grass down there at the base of it, it's like life is coming. 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 You look at it, you cannot see. You look at it, you will not see. But it's like the whole thing is working. As the word of God is falling on you, as the word of God is coming to you, there is improvement there is change there is transformation in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus the word is going to turn your failures your disappointments your shame your disgrace the word of God is changing the word of God is working effectively in your life The word is working. Say the word is working. Say the word of God is taking me far. Say God's word is taking me far. Say the word is taking me far. Ay, 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 say the word is taking me far. Say no demon from hell, no mountain, no wall can stand against it. Say the word is the power of God. The word is the power of God in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mama, 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 mama. I believe the word. 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 It's like I don't have people in this church right now. Hey, hallelujah. 
Kole basataya. Nababaya. Oradaba shapaya. Mantele kebai. Rebebebebe. Separekepai. I feel like somebody ought to prophesy. Kula basataya. Iparapai. It came from the mouth of God. Shapapaya. Reketetete. Soparakapaya. Ikonia tonamaya. Ibababaya. Sabarakapai. Reketete. Sotalabaya. Ibababaro sotaya. Hallelujah. Say the word is powerful. Come on, say the word is powerful. Say it is powerful in my life. Say the word is powerful in my life. Say the word is powerful. Say the word is powerful. 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 The word of God is powerful. The word of God is powerful. Glory to God. Sit down for a minute. Oh, hallelujah. Once upon a time, that same word, the Bible says, the word of God came to Abraham. <laughs> the word of God came to Abraham. The word came to Abraham. The word came. The word came. And the word of God told the man that I will make you the father of many nations. The Bible says that word came to him when he had no child. The word of God came to Abraham and says I will make you I will make you the father of many generations. And at that time, he did not have a son. Think about it. Huh. When the word of God says, I will make you a great church and you're still, soft, you're still struggling with members. You know what I'm talking about? The word of God had said, I will make you 
the healer of nations and you yourself you are suffering from sickness you know what I'm talking about the word of God walked straight to Abraham and said I will make you the father of many generations I, I will make you the father of many nations and then the word said in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed all the families of the earth they shall be blessed Ah. God spoke to one man about the blessing for the whole earth when that man did not even have a seed listen the word came to him when he was around 90 years or so he kept on believing he kept on believing on his way, even in the way of believing, he became impotent. Ha! The word of God came to him that I will make you a father of many nations. Once he was believing that word, as he was believing, then he became impotent. See, have you ever believed the word and the matter you believe the word for became worse? It does not mean that the word is failing. The word is actually working. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And listen. As he believed. Sit down, sit down, sit down for a moment. For a moment. As he believed. On his way of believing. Because the Bible says Abraham kept on holding on to the word. As he held on to the word. One year, two years. The wife even tried to help him. That you know what? The word of God has come. We are going to fulfill it in our own way. Go and sleep with Hagar. Because God, we don't want to disgrace God, you know. God said a seed. And then the man went in to Hagar. And Hagar gave birth. And the word of God came to Abraham again. I said, a seed will come of you. You and Sarah. Not you and any other person. God is God. God has audacity. God has audacity. Tell somebody God has audacity. And then, as he kept on, kept on, Abraham became impotent. Sarah's womb died. And God says, "I still believe my word." What? And then finally, God himself appeared in three men. And then he ate. He told you, you know what? And here by this time, the word I spoke to you nine years ago, that now you have become impotent. 
And you, the Bible says when Sarah heard it, she laughed. <laughs> she has believed that her belief is now finished. She laughed. And then the Lord said, did you laugh? He said, I did not laugh. He says, all right. Let's see what's going to happen. But that undying word, Shabbatai, the undying word of God, Papa Sote, say when the matter gets worse, there is one thing I know, the word is undying, Shabbatai, the word is undying, the word is undying, the word is undying, every word spoken over my life is undying, it's undying. Said the undying word of God. Sounded the undying word of God. Think about it. It is only that word that has the power to visit a virgin who is not having any sexual relation and still talk to the virgin about a child. I speak over your life. Shabbatiah. To the things that you may not even have the ability or the resources to accomplish. The word of God is going to speak to you about them. Kabai. Shabababababai. Tolegeteya. Baratoli. Rekepaya. Ibabasatai. The word that visits a virgin to give the virgin an ability to conceive. Ibarosete. Inexperienced. Naive. But when the word of God came in, Shadabalote. Ebobarakatia. Iadadabasapai. Ibarosata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit down for one minute if you can. Here is Oh, in the name of Jesus, we are going to grow. And it's now. 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 Sit down for a minute. The word of God God seeks to bring forth a savior into the earth. There are many ways. There are many possible ways. Number one, go to somebody who already has children, who has a track record of giving birth. Or, Go to somebody who has a husband who is legally married or go to somebody who is old. Then God sends his word 
And the word begins to move around, move around, move around. And the word gets to a virgin. One who is not yet married. And then he tells the lady about conception. Then the lady says, excuse me, sir, um, maybe there are things that are missing up here, but the truth is that I don't know a man yet. I'm a virgin. I'm not married. And the, the thing you are saying, it looks urgent. I'm not married yet. I'm not experienced yet. I don't have the resources it takes to accomplish what you are talking about. So please, how shall these things be? Because everything that is needed to make this come to pass, I really don't have it now. Then the angel says, listen to what the angel says. you are going to be overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. The power of the Most High. Then listen to that, what the angel said. And that holy thing in your womb. (laughs) Shall be called a child of the Holy Ghost. At what point? At what point? He says, I have spoken the word. The word as we are talking right now, you are pregnant. When did the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary? Mary never gave a testimony that I was sleeping. Something came to brood over me. No. The overshadowing of the Holy Ghost is simple. When you heard the word Tolong, it fell inside. The whole Jesus we are looking at came by word. Mary did not see a baby coming from the mouth of the angel into her. Mary just heard words. Are you understand that? Mary just had words from Gabriel. When did hearing become impregnation? It can only be accomplished by the word of God. This afternoon, my assignment is simple. The word is a working word. The word is a working word. I want to say that again, young people. The word of God is a working word. It is undying. I said the word is what? Oh, talk to me somebody. The word is what? The word is undying. Ha ha. 
to a man who has had ugly an ugly past like Saul. The word that that same word Jesus said Jesus says Jesus says Why are you persecuting me? He says, I'm not doing that. He said, no, you are persecuting the church. It's hard, I mean, to kick against the prince. Then he said, you know what? I have made you a minister of the things which I have told you and the things which I will tell you. You will be light unto the Gentiles. Jesus is looking at a killer, a murderer, and telling the murderer that you are a man of God. Ah, when did the guy become a man of God? He revealed in Galatians. He says that he separated me, he called me in my mother's womb. Say the undying word. Paul says, I was called when I was a baby. No, think about the audacity of God. When he had spoken that this is my apostle to the nations. And the same person, when he was giving birth to, started killing people, imprisoning them, putting them into jail. For the same thing that he was called to do. And God was not shaking at all. Because a word has gone forth. God himself saw the opposite of the word he has spoken. And he was not moved. Because he knew that his word is undying. One time the guy was on his way. Going to put people back into jail. And that same word. That same word. I just want you to understand. That the word. Is an active force. Can I say that again? I want you to know that the word is an active force. It does not matter what you are battling with. It does not matter what you are looking at. If you can subject yourself to the word of God, the word is powerful. I said the word is powerful. Do you believe what I'm telling you? The word is powerful. The same words you hear every day. They are making you. They are upgrading you. The Bible says he's able to, he's able to build you. And give you an inheritance. 
The word is able to give you an inheritance. Tell somebody, I will come out fine. <laughs> I want you to look at someone say, I will come out fine. One more time, say, I will come out very fine. <laughs> say, watch me. Take a look at me. I'm coming out very fine. What? Say, I'm coming out very fine. One more time, I'm coming out very fine. There is nobody ever raised by the word of God and became anyhow. I think you should write that down. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper. <laughs> It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The word shall prosper in the thing that God sent it. I told you something that when the word comes, it is like joke. It is like joke. The grass of the field, it's like joke when it receives rain. If you rush out to go to the field after it had rained, you will still see the same situation. But you know what? Sometimes it's amazing. How you see a barren land just because water fell on it, it begins to shoot forth. That's what he's saying that the word, wherever, for whatever reason that he sent it, it prospers, it brings prosperity. You are going to lay hold on the word. You're going to lay hold very firm on the word of God. Hallelujah. You're not going to look for solutions from places, from things, and stuff like that. You're going to stick to the word of God. That word is what God used to bring order. Everything that you see. Think about it. He said he caused the trees to grow out from the earth. How? His word. And that is the same word 
in our possession today. Now, if we know that the word of God, just give me like 20 minutes, I'll be done. If we know that the word of God is this powerful, is this powerful, is this active, How do we create a right environment for the working world? Hallelujah. How do we create the right environment for the working world? You want to fly? <laughs> All right. Pastor K is flying. He also has to go and preach. So definitely then we have to talk. <laughs> Hallelujah. How do we create the right environment for the working word. Remember, I did not say how to create the right environment for the word to work. We don't make the word work. The word is a working word. We don't make the word of God powerful. The word is powerful. So how do we create the right environment for the working word? Number one, believe the word. Believe the word. Believe the word. Accept the word, but believe the word. I mean, accept the word of God. Accept what it says and stay with what it says. Praise the name of the living God. Accept the word. I feel like just prophesying to someone right now. So I said, do what? Accept the word. And do what? Stay with the word. Now, let's go to Romans chapter number four. If you are there, say, I am there. If you are not there, say, wait for me.
Let's start from 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many, come on, of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed. God. Who gives life to the dead. And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope. In hope believed. (laughs) Who contrary to hope. In hope believed. So that he became the father of many generations according to what was according to what was so shall your descendant be. And not being weak in faith he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Can I talk to you? I said number one. What is the right environment for the, for the working word? Believe the word. So this is Abraham. Who has been told that you are a father of many nations. Who is seeing the opposite of what has been said. Number one, the word that has been spoken to him is nonsense. Doesn't make sense. It does not look real. But when he received the word, the Bible shows us an attitude that Abraham had. And that is what is needed in our lives today. I feel like I want to pray. So when God gave him the word, he says, contrary to hope, he hoped. So God has given the word. But there was no outward evidence evidence that should support the hope of that word coming to pass. Let's take for example. If your father is a medical doctor, your mother is a medical doctor, you have four uncles that are uncles that are that are in the medical profession, your family is filled with a lot of people in the medical profession. And then God comes to you and says, I'm going to make you a doctor. It's not hard to believe. At least you have some outward evidence that supports the word. Are you here with me, everybody? Everybody, are you here with me? 
you have an outward evidence that supports the word. But in the case of Abraham, there was nothing to hold on to to even believe the word. There was no hope that what has been said can come to pass. No hope. He had nothing. I want you to understand what I'm dealing with here. He had nothing to hold on to to at least give him that assurance that these things that have been said will come to pass. He had nothing to hold on to. No, for example, um, right now, if I begin to say, that's here the Lord, then maybe I pick who? Uh, let's say I pick Naomi. That's here the Lord. In the next 12 years, you're going to be the president of Ghana. The first question is how? All the elements that can make one president, she does not have. How? That was the situation of Abraham. I want you to understand. I want your mind here. This month, something is going to happen to you. By the time we are concluding the month. <laughs> oh my God. We are finishing this year toughly. Boot for boot with the Lord. Hallelujah. Following hard after God. That's what we are doing this year. So, that was the situation of Abraham. Had nothing to hold on to. But she, he had an attitude. He created an environment. The Bible says he hoped against hope. Or against hope, he hoped. And then number two, he did something. He believed that God is able to raise the dead. What it means is that he believed in the ability of God. Can I help us? When the word of God comes to you, you don't put the word of God here and your problem or your circumstance here. When the word of God comes to you, you have to believe the ability of God. This is very powerful. You don't have to believe. So the Bible says, he being strong in faith did not consider his own body now dead. So believing in the word of God is that I don't consider my stance nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. I don't consider the situation. The word of God did not change the situation when he came. So when God says, I'm going to make you so, so, and so, the word of God did not change his impotence. The word of God did not change Sarah's womb. There was no evidence. There was, no, no, there was nothing to, to hold on to. But this is how you create an environment for the working word of God. Hallelujah. 
you don't rest on the problem because when you do that, then you are making it unsuitable for the word to thrive. Hallelujah. The word of God says this to me. The word of God says, I am the light of the world. But everything that I'm seeing today shows that I'm the darkness of the world. You will not consider your own body. You will say, I will not consider my own body. God's word has told you. This is who you are. Or the word of God says, you are to take this action. The word of God says, I send you to do this. The word of God says that I want you to begin this project. The word of God says, I want you to reach out to these people. The word of God says that it's time. Begin to talk to people about Jesus. You are not going to consider your own body. <laughs> you are going to first of all consider God in his ability. The one who has sent me is able to cause a happening. Then it means the environment is right for the word now. I'm going to start this cell. I'm going to work this out. You are not going to consider your own body. The God that has spoken, he has the ability to bring it to pass. So your faith, your belief, your conviction is in the integrity of the speaker. Am I communicating good somebody? He says that you shall be above only. That's what the Bible says. It says you shall be above only. And not beneath. But it looks like I'm beaten down by life. You are not going to consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. You are not going to consider your own body. He said I will be above only. What it takes for me to be there, he has it. So I believe what he has said. Some of us, we receive the word of God. We are happy. We are joyful. When situation comes, boom, then we begin to cry. Then we are hopeless. Then all kinds of things are happening in our mind. We want to do all kinds of things. Some we want to commit suicide. Some we want to leave. Some we want to do this. Some we want to do that. Then we give up all the words that have been spoken over our lives. And the word that the Lord has told us, we give up. And then we would have to come and start afresh. Until somebody begins to bring our mind back. That was not Abraham. When the issues came, Abraham did not consider the issue. He considered God. So the word has come. Troubles opposing the word. This is how you are going to create a right environment for the word of God. I believe God. Like what Paul says. For I know whom I have believed. 
Hallelujah. I said, this is how the working word of God begins to jump around. When you see a woman whose child is at the point of death and and is praying and saying that, I know the one I have believed. He is the God of Isaac. He is the God of Jacob. He is the God of Abraham. The, the person is talking about the integrity of the speaker. Not on his power. Hallelujah. They say there's this sickness in me. It will never go. I have to find a way of living with it. And then you begin to hear. That though them that, them that be in that city. They shall not say I am sick. Them that be in that city, they will not be overcome by sickness. For I will heal their diseases. (laughs) It's God who told me. So I am not going to consider my body. I will consider him. That is how to believe the word. You are considering the speaker. Come on here. Are you here with me everybody? Are you here with me everybody? From here to there where you see the results. The first step is to believe what he has spoken. Are you here with me everybody? You're not here with me somebody. Are you here with me everybody? You're going to believe. You're going to believe. This is what he told Moses. Who has made the mouth. When Moses says, I can't, I can't speak. You want me to be a man of God? I can't speak. He says, who has made the mouth? Who? Who made the mouth? Uh, God says, Moses, I'm talking about my integrity. I'm not talking about what you can do and what you cannot do. I appoint people based on my integrity. I speak to people based on what I can do, not what you can do. I'm saying you're a preacher, not because you can talk. You are a preacher because I am a preacher. I am making you a healer. Not because you know how to heal. But because I have the integrity of healing. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. You are going to lay hold on the integrity of God. Say the integrity of God. Come on, say the integrity of God. Yeah, who has made the mouth? One time, Jeremiah says, Ah, Lord, but I'm a child. He said, who is talking about being a child here? Who? Behold, I have put my word in your mouth. It's about me. It's not about you. It's about me. It's about what I can do with the person that I pick. It's about what I, I don't, I don't pick people because they are old. No. If I pick an old person, it's not because he has experience. It's because I am able. If I pick the young person, it is because I am able. So whatever he told you, you are to consider him. If I told Abraham he's going to conceive, it is not because Abraham has the manpower to. 
but I have the power, I have the God power to cause you to conceive. If I told you that I'm making you a kingdom financier, one who is going to be wealthy for the kingdom's sake, at the point where you were unemployed, and even what you are to eat, you don't have. I'm not saying that because you have an ability to be rich. No, I'm saying that to you now that you are broke. To let you know that I have the integrity, I have the record to make you what I say. So this is what I want you to do for me. I say you are a kingdom financier. I want you to believe in the integrity of God. This is what my God told me. And I hold on to it. I am not employed. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. But he told me for this purpose. Have I raised you to be a pillar in my church. Financially. Anosh. God does not give window prophecies. He does not go to the one with some few cars and tell them that you are a kingdom financier. No. God will go to the poor, the broke, the one that is trodden underfoot, the one that has no name and tell the person, I have made you so. And his word has the audacity to bring it to pass. As you are seated here, one after the other, there are prophecies hanging on your head. There are prophecies hanging on your head. Sometimes you are looking at how is this thing going to be? <laughs> Sometimes you're looking about how am I going to see this thing? But hey, prophecies are the word of God. The prophecies hanging on your head. They are not coming to pass based on your integrity. They are coming to pass based on the integrity of God. Some of you, there's a calling of, of God on your life to be in government, to be in high places, to bring order. And you don't even know how it's going to be. It is based on his integrity. It is based on his integrity. It is based on his integrity. He is the one who made the earth. And he knows where he placed the gold. He knows where he placed the diamond. He knows where he placed the silver. He knows where he placed the oil. He is leading you there. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are to believe. In his integrity. Dear lady you are to believe. In his integrity. The Lord that gave you a burden. For homeless people. The Lord that gave you a burden. For sick people. The Lord that gave you a burden. You look at the power that will be needed for that. The financial power. The whatever power. I came here to tell you this afternoon. I no How shall these things be? Thou shalt be overshadowed. Uh, by the Holy Ghost. And the power. The power. The power. 
power of the Most High. He's still making you. It's still brewing. He's still making you. You are going to believe in the integrity of God. So the first thing is to believe. He says that, uh, be seated for a minute. He says that he did not consider his own body now dead or the deadness of Sarah's womb. That was how he was strong in faith. When you consider the situations, you cannot be strong in faith. I want to repeat it. When you consider the situation, you cannot be strong in faith. I want to say it again. When your attention is on the problem, you can never be strong in faith. When your attention is on the situation, you cannot be strong in faith. But if your attention is on the integrity and the ability of God, you can always smile at the storm. You can always smile at the storm. You will always smile at the storm. Because now you believe in the integrity of God. So that is how to create... An environment for the working word of God. Let me, let me continue to read. And then probably we're going to continue on Wednesday. So I believe the word. He says, and being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Then he says, oh my goodness. I'm out of time already. We are reading Romans chapter what? And then he says, he did not what? Waver. King James says, he did not what? Stagger. Tell someone no shaking. <laughs> I said, tell someone no shaking. Shout no shaking. And no kabaya. Tola kabaya. Hey, shout no shaking. Say no shaking. Ikaba no shaking. Balos no shaking. No shaking. Ah, no shaking. No shaking. Ah, da 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 basha. No shaking. I wanted to greet like four, five brothers and sisters, and tell the brother, sister, no shaking. Ah, let me feel it. Shout it. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking.
He says, he did not stagger. He did not stagger the promises of God. He did not stagger. He did not stagger. He did not stagger. <laughs> he did not stagger. He did not waver. Can you imagine? The situation kept on getting worse and worse and worse. And he says, I'm not, I'm not going to shake out the promises. God has said it. How it's going to come to pass is his own business. No shaking, no shaking, no shaking. <laughs> no shaking, no shaking, no shaking, no shaking. <laughs> no shaking. I said, boy, this is getting difficult. Abraham will say, no shaking. <laughs> no shaking, no shaking, no shaking. No shaking, no shaking, no shaking, no shaking. Now that word, he did not stagger. Is diacrino. Something very special. It means to entertain doubt. Oh, be seated for a minute. It means to entertain doubt. To entertain doubt. To entertain doubt. To become double-sided. Abraham did not entertain doubt. That's what he's saying. So when the word is coming, but the working word of God is on you. You don't entertain doubt. I don't know. I don't know why God has spoken to me. Why is this thing not the why hey God? Oh God, how? Oh God, hey God, oh God, oh my God. Oh hmm. He said, Abraham says, you know what? No shaking. The problem is still there. No shaking. I'm seeing the thing. No shaking. Ay, 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 ay. No shaking. No shaking. His word has come. No shaking. No shaking. That's what it means to waver. To stagger. He said, I'm not going to entertain doubt. I'm not going to entertain doubt. No matter from who it's coming from. I'm not going to entertain doubt. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking, somebody. Hallelujah. I don't care where he came from. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking. God is working with me. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking. No. I feel like I feel like it's a word to somebody. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking. No shaking.
Hallelujah. That's how you're going to see. If God has spoken and you keep on entertaining fear, entertaining doubt, then you are crippling yourself from receiving the word. But for the word, it is quick and powerful. So he did not consider, neither did he stagger at the promise of God. Let's continue. The, another meaning from the stagger, let me put this in. It means to withdraw from the word. It means to withdraw from so, first of all, let me say that before I come to the withdrawal form. The reason why the word stagger is introduced is that there are situations that should make him stagger. So, when the Bible says he did not stagger, it means that there, was, there, were, there were things that were happening that should cause him to stagger. Because there's no need to say I didn't stagger when there was no staggering situation. So when God spoke to him, then things started happening that should cause him to stagger. But he chose not to stagger. He chose not to withdraw from the word. He chose not to withdraw from the word. A lot of times when issues begin to come, then we withdraw from the word. We withdraw from the word. So when you draw from the word, there's nothing to hold on to again. You begin to think, you begin to cry, you begin to wonder, you begin to question God. You begin to give questions to God. But Onyamia coming. Obey. Hallelujah. Onyamia kanu ebebem. Oh, you don't believe that? You don't believe that? It is surely going to, the Bible says, who sayeth a thing and it cometh to pass? <laughs> I love my God. <laughs> he says, who says a thing? And it comes, show me a man who says a thing and it comes to pass. <laughs> Abraham says, I will not stagger. I will not stagger. This guy's father was an idol worshiper. And God came and told him, you know what? Get out of thy country. Get out of thy kingdom. Get out of thy family. Get out of thy nation. You are not going back to your family. No, get out. <laughs> to where? Is it to a land I will show you? At least, sometimes if he had given you the destination, you'll be fine. He says, onto a land, I will show you. Imagine if you just get out and somebody asks you, where are you going to? When the word of God comes, believe in him, not the situation. 
when I got down from the car, I heard, I, I heard that tell your problems how big your God is. Don't tell God how big your problem is. Believe the one who has spoken. See, let this be a reality in your life. It should not be a talk. It should not be a talk. Because the truth is, it will be tough. It will be hard. But what do you believe? What do you believe? Most often than not, we want to take the place of God. We want the word to come to pass. We want to make the word come to pass. You don't make the word come to pass. You create the right environment for the word. And see it work. Glory. Think about it. Like someone whose life has become, let's say, a mess. Or somebody who was given a bright future or there was a bright future painted for that person. Suddenly, the person disappoints all the expectation of all the people who planned that for him. Now, this person is very useless to the family, to the community, to everybody. And whilst they are bashing him, he's saying that I'm going somewhere with God. God is up to something with my life. I may not see, but God is, God, th- that is what we call fellowship. That's what we call knowing the Lord. Shababaya. I love the story Benny Hinn shared that when he had an encounter with God, when he started knowing the Lord, he came from this strict religious family. You don't even mention the name of Jesus. When he told his father and the mom that I'm born again, I believe in Jesus now. And I think you also have to do The father slapped him. Benny. The father slapped him. Since for years. He lived in the house with the dad. And the dad did not talk to him. I mean what you're facing. People have been there before. Can you imagine? His brothers mocked him. His parents mocked him. Always in his room. Believing God is up to something with my life. Hey. God is up to something with my life. God is up to something with my life. I may not know the destination yet, but I look at my life now and I know I'm at peace. God is up to something with my life. In the midst of the storm, God is up to something with my life. In the midst of the shame, God is up to something with my life. In the midst of the trouble, God is up to something with my life. For that, I can vouch for that. He has not left me alone. I may be in an uncomfortable situation at the moment, but God has not left me. God is up to something with my life. Higher. Do you believe that? He's up to something with my life. The same guy who was left alone and nobody attended to him and stuff like that. Nobody talks to him in the house. One time he was invited for a meeting. 
he sneaked to go and preach. And the miracle started happening. Then somebody went to tell the parents. That. Do you actually know what your son is doing out there? Your son preaches and people who are sick get healed. You know what happened? The father, the mother, they sneak to also attend the meeting. To see what is happening. Before their very eyes. The sick were healed. The guy is talking. People are slain under the power of God. Then he began with the brothers. They came to him. We want to know this thing you have known. We want to be born again too. Then the mother now remembered. That I had a covenant with God. I had given birth to girls. And I said I needed a boy. And I told God, if he gave me a boy, I will give him to him all the days of his life. The mother has now remembered the prophecy. The covenant. Then the mother says, I want to be born again. Finally, the dad says, I want to be saved. The same hand that slapped him. Imagine if he had quit. Imagine if he had stopped. Imagine. I said, imagine. He would have brought the salvation of the whole family down the drain. Because of quitting. You are not going to quit. God has spoken over your life. So you believe in his ability. See, when somebody says, I don't care how long it's going to take, I will wait on God. I don't care how long it's going to take, I'll hold on to his word. That is the faith I'm talking about. Persistent faith. Holding on to the word of God. Believing in the integrity of God. Has he said a thing? And he will not do it? Has he said a thing and will not do it? The word is working. You may not see it. (laughs) Hallelujah. When you get up in the morning in the face of scarcity. And the problem is looking at your face. You have to look at the point and say, I don't believe in you. You are not real. My God is more real. The word is working. The word is working. The word is working. Sometimes you have to look at some things. Whilst they are standing there, say, I know you are dead in your root. The word is working. You are dead. You don't exist. You are dead. Shabai, balatabai. You are just puffed up, but I know you are dead. The word is working. The word is working. The word is working. Ah, I feel like having a word conference. The word is working. We are people of the word. Come on, we are people of the word. (laughs) We are people of the word. 
That word will bring men. That word will bring people. That word will bring everybody that needs to be on board. That word is bringing them. Glory to God. And like a mighty force, we will take over with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I said with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Believe this. Believe this. Believe in his integrity. God has so much track record that we can't think of his word failing. <laughs> his word. His word is able to keep a baby on the surface of water. <laughs> it is the word of God that can carry his savior to his enemy. For the enemy to raise and to train him. I'm talking about God. Praise God. God, he picks a baby that is a savior of his people. And then he carries the baby and gives him and tells the enemy, take care of him. Raise him. The word of God is working. I said, this is the inspiration of the word. This is the inspiration of the word. And then the enemy raises the boy when it's time. He says, oh yeah, get into the bush. This level of the training is me and you. When he finishes, now you are going back. You are going to deliver everybody. You are going to deliver everybody. You are going to deliver everybody. As a God can give his prophet to a witch to train. And it will not harm him. Hallelujah. That's why you can't come and tell my mother is a witch, my father is a witch for me to be worried. I don't care. Because I know the track record of God. He can even give me to the devil himself to raise me. He can give it to raise me. Whilst he's doing other things, say, you know what, do it. You, his word, his word. The Bible says he watches over his word to perform. He watches. <laughs> he wa As the word is going, he says, my goodness. If they know what is on the way. If they know what I have said. If they know what is coming to pass. The Bible talks about that which the princes of this world never knew. For had they known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Think about it. God gave his salvation, he gave his man to the princes of this world. And he said, you know what? Take him. And then they say, let's kill him. God said, that's my word. That's my word. That's my word. By the time they killed him, then they knew, ah, we've made a mistake. That word over your life is making you everything God intended. I said that word over your life is making you everything God intended. That word over your life is making you everything God intended. That word over your life is making you everything God intended. Say I believe in his ability. One more time. Say, I believe, I believe in the ability, the integrity of my God. I think we got to close. We'll continue on Wednesday. The word is working. 
See, the word is working. <laughs> the word is working. The word is working. When you see the when you see the word of God picking up a prostitute called Rahab to be part of the genealogy of Jesus, you will believe in the working word of God. These words that you keep on hearing, these words that keeps on coming to you, they are building you. I said they are working in you. 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 The same word of God that will bring scattering. Some few moments afterward, we'll begin to gather the pieces together. And you'll be bigger than when you were scattered. And you'll be stronger than when you were scattered. I, I, just, I just gave a prophecy right now. Let me tell you what I saw. While I was talking right now. I saw a massive scattering. You have this small thing there. That was blown away and they were scattered. And there were pieces all around. Like a flash. Then another wind blew. And gathered everything. And when they were gathered. The number exceeded that which was blown. So that same word. That brought the scattering. Sometimes the reason why you have the trouble you have. Boy, hit, hit the keyboard for me. May we, God, we believe for it. Listen, the same word. Some of you, the reason why you are facing what you're facing, the reason why it looks like nothing is working, you have prayed, you have fasted, you have done this, you have done this, you have done this, and it looks like the more you pray, the more the problems increase. It looks like the more you are believing, the more the thing is not working. It looks like the more you are believing this thing, it looks like, ah, man, 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 man. The reason why the problems are multiplying and stuff like that is very simple. The gathering shall be great. The gathering shall be great. The gathering shall be great. <laughs> the gathering shall be great. The gathering shall be great. The gathering shall be great. When finally you look at the end product of the word, the process will make sense to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. They say this mountain can be moved. There is power in your name. So much power in your name. 
the immovable break the unbreakable God we be that's what I want God we build from thee we'll see God we oh From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. Yes, we do. God, we believe for it. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. In the name of Jesus. The one who has said it has the ability to bring it to pass. Your future will not be oblique. Your future will not be dark. Your future will not be dark. I can promise you that. As you lay hold on the word of God, when the Lord turned our captivity, we were like them that dreamt. And our tongue was filled with laughter. You are going to believe God in the process. You are going to believe God in the process. Just lift up your voice. I want you to pray if you believe in the word of God. If you have lived in confusion, considering the circumstances and you want to give up and you want to give up and you want to give up. You first of all want to say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on to your integrity. I'm going to hold on to your integrity. I'm going to hold on to your integrity. If I ever felt like I have to give up, I'm sorry, Lord. I hold on to your integrity. For you, it is you who have promised. It is you who have spoken. I 
believe my family will be changed. I believe my family will be saved. I believe. I believe. Their salvation is tied to my ability to believe in the word that you have spoken. I believe my father will know the Lord. I believe my mother will know the Lord. I believe my brothers will know the Lord. I believe my community will know the Lord. I believe I'll fulfill the call of God. I believe I'm prospering. I believe God is raising me to be a financial giant in the kingdom of our Lord. Shadabakataya Bahasaya. I believe. I believe thank you father Hallelujah. Just be silent with your eyes closed. I just want you to see him carry you. See his word carry you. See the undying word alive. See the undying word doing the most in your life. I just want you to believe. Maybe you are here at a very crucial moment in your life. Just a time, a silent time with you and the word of God. It's a very deep moment. I just want you to get your mind focused. I don't want you to think about little things right now. But I hold on to your word. I hold on to your word.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift up your voice softly and bless God for the power of his word. Say thank you, Father. Your word is powerful. It's working in my life. I have in me the bird. 